I feel like, hey, I'm, I'm a member of that local church, right? Yeah. As the leader of the movement locally, yeah. he, they, they have adopted mm. our family, wow. adopted the ministry into what they do. Yep. And we have the same for them. We tell yep. their story. We partner with them. When something happens at the school, we're tell. So the beautiful thing about the adoption part of it is the interaction grows. Yeah. It's really what you're talking about is gospel and students. Correct. Right? Yeah. And you find it, oh no, we're partnered. Yep. We're in this together. Yep. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the First Party Podcast. This is Brad Skelling. Welcome back, Brad. It's good to be here, Steve. It is great to be here with you. My Hi. name is Steve Cherico, and I'm also glad that you are here and listening. You specifically. Who's, you, me? You specifically. I'm listening? Yeah. I'm listening. What do you got to say? It wasn't better there, be good. Wasn't there a show that the radio host said, I'm listening? I don't know. Back in the 80s. He might be the star of Jesus Revolution or something now. You're older than me, so it's probably before my Facts. <laughs> Even though your birthday just happened and mine didn't. Correct. April 8th. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to my age. <laughs> right? For less than 45 days. We have uh, been hanging out too long, haven't we? Too long. <laughs> it's been good. Like, uh, what was it like my boss in college would say? I've been married for 19 years. No, 19 wonderful years, 25 total. We've been friends for three wonderful years, 15 total. Exactly right. <laughs> and I can't oh. believe you said three. I was thinking less. <laughs> you were thinking less? I was. <laughs> it's like, Just... no, I, I knew 12 was too many. Yeah. yeah. 18 months? I don't know. <laughs> there we go. That's a bigger number than three, though. 18 months. 18 months. It's not. Oh, Gosh. I love it. What do we got going on today? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Me neither. Well, let's start with announcements, and we're going to flip it up. I'm going to do announcements today. Sounds good. Is that okay with you? It is. All right. So a couple announcements. This is the last week of spring meeting registration. Yeah. So if you are out there and you are part of one of the chapters, we need you in Nashville. We need you in Tampa. And that registration is coming to an end. It's going to be a great couple of days in both locations. Yes. April 15, registration deadline. So if you're listening after that, uh, email Steve at FP of America. He's nicer than me. He might be able to work some magic. Which everybody now. who listens to this podcast knows that is not a fact. So <laughs> nice try. But yes, you can still email me. I'll beg Christine on your behalf. Mm -hmm. But we're it's exciting. We're going to evaluate the year. Um, we are going to um, talk about the good, bad, and the ugly. We're going to build a relationship with each other because we don't sit in the same room. Um, we just Enough. joked about the fact that you and I, we live in the same city and we, we don't, don't sit in the enough. same room That's other right. than recording these things. That's right. And uh, we're just going to spend 24 hours together, noon to noon. We'll talk about some evaluation. We'll go downtown Nashville. No, we're going downtown Franklin in, in, um, in Nashville. We're going to go hang out at the University Center in Tampa. Um, should be good. It's across the street from where we're staying. And then we're going to get up the next morning. I think we're going to hang out in the hotels and uh, just talk about the next year. Where are we going? What are we doing? What's happening? Got some cool stuff coming down the pike that we haven't even talked about here that will get announced at spring meetings for the first time. So nice. Yeah. I will say for those of you who are new listeners or are just starting to listen to the podcast, what he just said is there are two spring meetings. Yes. One is happening in Nashville, Tennessee, and it has become so large that we've had to move locations for the actual meeting, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second is down in Tampa, Florida, that Amber Johansson and her team are going to be overseeing. So there are two options depending on where you are regionally. Yep. If you are involved with First Priority on a director 
or a coordinator, or you are leading first priority in your area and thinking, man, I'd like to really get deeper in, but I don't know how. Yep. This is a great opportunity at That's a low where cost. That's you come to. That's yep. right. Yep. Right. Announcement number two is the scholarship. Yeah. Uh, registrations for that, the forms for that are due also on April 15th. So they are. if you have not done that yet, or you're not, it's not you specifically, I don't think we don't have many students that listen, although that might could be my 15 year old student listens. Well, there you go. And comments on every one of the YouTube videos. <laughs> Grateful for that. Good to see you kid. Um, little shout out to him. Yeah. But if your students have not gotten signed up yet, you still have an opportunity to go ahead and send that to them and get them to fill out all the forms. There are two $500 scholarships for those who are going postgraduate opportunities, not just college, yeah. but if you're doing a gap year or missions you work. are a gospel entrepreneur doing yep. missions work, all of those things Starting qualify something. for that. There you go. Don't say who that came from. Just keep on going. Gospel entrepreneur. <laughs> nice. You have to go way back. Nice. Way yeah. back. Way back. Yes. Yeah, I love it. All right. So I did announcements today, sort of. Yes. You have a story. Well, it's... It's more of a stat than a story. I'll take it. Because, yeah, you're more of the storyteller. I'm more of the operations guy, <laughs> if we can broadly generalize. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, but the story is, and we've talked about it a few times. Last week, Mark Robbins was talking about how we are back. And, uh, you know, pre-COVID numbers, pre-COVID clubs were way up in student leaders. Yeah. Um, but we didn't talk about salvations and students who are making first-time decisions for Christ a little bit because... I'll be honest, when we recorded that podcast, I didn't know where we were going to go. And I still don't, right? I don't know where the May 31st, when we get to the end of the school year, yep. um, club start ending April 30th, testing is going on in May, you know, a lot of things are closing down. We don't get numbers last week of May, first week of June. I don't know where that's going to go, yep. right? There's right a story, I'm sticking to it. Right on. But we've jumped from 5,000 to 7,000 students indicating first-time decisions with Jesus Come on, in the man. last few weeks. Come on. So our reporting for this month is, is jumped tremendously. Um, I'm optimistic because there are a number of chapters. So it's you're, you're listening to this on the week after Easter. There are a number of locations yeah. that um, do a push, an invite week push on Easter week. Yeah. So be in prayer for that. If you're listening real time with this podcast, be in prayer for these clubs because it's invite week in South Florida. They're doing a big push mm. uh, for Easter. Um, invite everybody to church, but invite them all to the first priority club and let's talk about the gospel. So Gosh, that's good. Um, it's a big jump from seven to 10,000, 10,000, you know, pre-COVID is where we were. Uh, I, that's Lord willing, right? Where that's is right. the Lord guiding? But it's, it's an exciting moment. I Wait, you mean that? You, there's still a space where teenagers come to Christ inside the school, even though God's not allowed in schools anymore. Right. And not only that, but 7,000 made first time decisions this year. Mm -hmm. There's That's still right. a space for that. That's right. Mm. I think so. I know. Why so. we do what we do. Yep. Don't listen to what the world has to say, because the world would say that this isn't allowed and it will never happen. Uh yeah. Well, you're going to get me on a soapbox. Don't listen to what religion has to say either, right? Correct. Because religion says it doesn't work anymore. We're, we're postmodernism at this point. We're, Correct. Christianity is different now. We are spiritual beings living in an earthly world, uh -huh. and uh, you can never take the spirit out of us because we are created with souls. Yep. God was never removed from any school. The people yep. of God kept going. The people who want to shut down and religion in general, not just Christianity, but Muslim, Islam and Buddhism yep. and everything, uh, are, will be the most unsuccessful people in the world. Because mm. we are spiritual. Mm. 
Are we really going to talk after that? Or are we just going to drop the mic and <laughs> walk no away? Idea. Good night. I have no idea. Good night. <laughs> we well, could. Well, in front of us, both you and I, for those, again, who are watching the YouTube version of this, is a document that yep. we need to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. So this week, we're going to talk a little bit about what it means to have a church partnership inside mm-hmm. of First Priority, mm-hmm. uh, why those matter, yep. who they are, yep. what the layers of that is. Yeah. Um, but before we do, this, this really comes up from a conversation that came from Will Sherman out of Fort Worth, Texas, uh, which shout out to Will and his team. They have had a busy last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just hosted in the last couple of weeks, their youth pastor summit, yep. like we're going to do in the week preceding this podcast, right? Yep. There's a lot going on. So shout out to him and his team because they have been running hard. Yep. But in the midst of that, Will had some thoughts that he put together with one of our directors, uh, one of our VPs, just about, hey, these, this is really a good one pager to help me have a lens of how I'm going to view church partnerships. Well, and to, can I add a layer of depth to that story? 100%. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he went, Dell went into town and asked Will and Matt, what does a church partnership look like to you in your language, right? And this is the language that he came back with. If you talk about, you know, even older language, which we'll get into the P's in the context of this, everybody's talked about the four P's with first priority, pray, participate, promote, and provide. That always yep. brings up uh, the name Grant for me, yep. um, a, a former staffer from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you know, back in the day. When he talks about what does this look like, it's pray, participate, promote, provide. Um, Will came up with different words for that, but it, I mean, it's still the same four or five principles that we're going through here. So we just wanted to walk through that with you. What does it mean? We're pro-church, right? That's our core value as a ministry. It's our ministry value is to be a pro-church. Yep. But what does it mean specifically for us to be partnering with the church and to be engaging the church and have, you know, we're asking for the number of churches that are partnering with you on our monthly thing. If you're a director or coordinator, you know that. We, we ask for that number. How many churches are partnering with you? Well, in order to know that number, we have to bring definition to what it means to be a partner. That's good. And, and I would just say for the sake of our audience, because we are making assumptions that most of the folks that listen to this are new are, are regulars, right? Yeah. But if you're new to us, we, we do stand very firm on the fact that the church is a people, not a building. Mm-hmm. The building assemble in a people and become an organization so that they can do more for the sake of the kingdom. But we understand that it is all built on relationships. And I yep. think you're going to see that in this document, yep. right? What is the layer of relationship that makes first party in partnership with this grouping of people that are worshiping, worshiping at this place? Yep. Right? Yeah. All right. Jump in. Where are we starting? Well, we're going to start with the obvious. If you're partnering with us, we are connected hmm. to the church. We have met with them. Um, we've made contact with church leadership. Um, Will uses the word a representative of the church. Um, yeah, and we're, we're just connected with each other. Uh, oftentimes, we'll have the same mission, vision, kind of an evangelistic. We're passionate about students and evangelism, right? And that's our connecting point together. Hmm. That's the foundation of the relationship. I don't think we can make the broad generalizations about denominations that we used to, to say, hey, it's Assembly of God or Southern Baptist or Methodist. The world is a crazy place and denominations are going everywhere. But, and away. And, and away. Yep. Um, but we're, we're connected to that church. It's good. And you, you're starting with pray, right? The reality yeah. is that, that we know that they are committed to pray for first party student leaders. Yep. Students. Yep. And well, not even first party student leaders for students in general on the campus, right? Yeah. And then they're praying for evangelism to go forth, for the gospel to be shared on campus. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, using words that you know 
Will used. Um, the church representative, again, has an understanding of what first priority is and does and has responded uh, with an interest in being a part of that. Again, you're going to the depth of it that we're spiritual brothers and sisters and mm-hmm. we have the same mantra. Again, students in evangelism, not all youth pastors are passionate, hopefully they're all passionate about students, right? But we all know that some of them have taken a job as a stepping stone. And we can say what we want about that. But most students, not all youth pastors are passionate about evangelism. Yeah, There are some youth pastors who are worship pastors and or, you know, the discipleship guys. And and that's a good thing. The body of Christ is alive and well. um, But on a connection, a spiritual prayer heart level, we're connected on the student and evangelism portions of ministry. That's good. So layer number one is that we are connected and that we have met with them and there's an understanding between the two or, two organisms or organizations. Yep. So layer number two is engaged, Correct. right? Yep. There is, there's movement forward as we'll put, there is constructive movement yes. forward between the relationship. Yep. So the church has determined that they have interest in certain schools. Yep. Um, that often comes from just the reality of what the youth group makeup is, right? Mm-hmm. Here's where my leaders are. Here's where the large population of students is. Yep. This is the place that my time is best spent Yeah. because they have limited yeah. time, Yeah. right? And so the church representative is then starting to look at those students and say, what does it look like to start a club? Yes. Uh, a for example would be for me, two weekends ago, I was speaking at a local church that I've never spoken before. Okay. Instead of speaking to the whole youth group, he had me speak to their leadership team. Hmm. And it was a curious moment because it was more of a small group discussion than it was, let me tell you about first priority, right? We just really started some dialogue and watched the Holy Spirit lead us towards first priority, which was super neat. That's cool. um, Because these students were engaged, right? They wanted to be there. They were part of a leadership team. Yeah, yeah. But we got done with the conversation. There were three or four students that were definitely locked in. Yep. And uh, they stayed and wanted to talk more because the first priority was the last 12 minutes, not the front 48 minutes. Mm. The front 48 was, let's build relationship. Let's figure out who you are and who we are organizationally and as a movement. But they stayed. And the youth pastor smiled and said, you're here because of these four. Hmm. I knew the other eight would would hear it. I didn't know that you would do the dialogue up front. But the idea of these four really that are already at their school, yeah. that are already trying to figure out how to start a movement. Mm-hmm. That's why you're here. And, and so it's going to launch a campus for us. Yeah. So he had already done that pre-work hmm. without me ever kind of laying this out before him. Nice. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. He just fit right into, hey, we're already engaged. Yeah. And I'm engaged so much with you. I'm going to bring you to the people that can actually make a movement happen on their campus. Nice. Pretty that's interesting. Awesome. That's awesome. So that's, that's one way that fits contextually well. Yeah. Well, and those kids probably don't go to the same school. So you you say that they're going to go start a club. Well, all of those kids in that room probably don't go to the same school. So they could join a club that's already in existence in Nashville. They could start a new club. Yep. You're prob- you probably know what school they're thinking about when yep. starting a new club, right? Yep. But it's that's part of the church engagement is, is that they are looking around at the area schools and engaging those students and sending those school those students as missionaries to their school. Yep, right on. And the youth pastor, whether or not the youth pastor becomes a club coach, but that's also a possibility, yep. right? You talk about speaking, your example is to a student leadership team. That's an amazing place to, to be, but the whole church congregation too, right? Um, there's teachers sitting in the, in the audience. There's mm-hmm. there's principals and assistant principals and guidance counselors sitting in the audience of these churches that could be engaged in a current club or starting a club. Yep, exactly so, right. 
engaging the church. All right, so we've got connected, they have met, we've got engaged, which means there's constructive movement, they've determined to school, yep. they're not only praying, but they're planning to participate, they're pledging resource and time and students, yeah, yeah. right? So yep. where do we go for layer three of church partnership? We go to partner, partnered, so they're actually going, they, the, it's not ah. the theater anymore, but uh, the students have been trained, there's that moment where they say, okay, yeah, we need to start this club, let's put a date on the calendar. Always reminds me of Mark Roberts whenever I say date on the oh, calendar. Oh yes, oh yes. Um, is this the nostalgia podcast? Because we're talking sure. about people. Yeah, sure. Okay. Roberts doesn't listen to you on this, so <laughs> he only listens to channel A, which is me, and channel B just mutes. So nice. he he well, won't switch e- this week. So. He won't even know. Yeah, all right. That's sad. Anyway, anyway <laughs> the dates are on the calendar. Things are starting to happen. Um, we've we've put this together, and and it's just the activity has begun yeah. happening. It's yeah. to say, hey, we're we're not just connected. On that spiritual heart level, we're engaged with you, inviting you in, but now we're actually going out and doing the work of evangelism in the school. Yeah, and, and I would even go farther than that and say there's ownership. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. What, what you own, you promote, you talked about, right? Yeah. What you own, you put resource into. Yeah. So I also see on the partnered side, no longer is it first priority trying to, we have an agenda. Students yeah. in the gospel on campus. That's mm-hmm. our agenda. There's no, mm-hmm. we don't pretend, right? Yep. But no longer is it us pushing the agenda. Now it's their agenda. Their agenda. Right. They've taken on ownership of that mm-hmm. and they're owning the campus. They're owning the idea. They're inviting the local church into the, uh, the opportunity for it. I like it. So there's that layer as well. Is this where uh, they get their student leaders who are starting clubs up in front of the church and commission them as missionaries? Whew. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I like that one. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to say I came up with it, but... Yeah, you didn't. I didn't. You didn't. So we've met, we've engaged, we've stopped talking, we're starting to act, we're seeing ownership on the local church level, which leads us to the last one, which is the reality that we're family, we're united. The word that Will used was adopted, right? We're connected, we're engaged, we're partnered, and now we're adopted. The reality is we have become a unit working side by side. Again, one of the beauties of first priority, and if you listen to this, we say it over and over again. We are a local church partner. We go through the local church, not around it, and ask them on the backside. There's no stones in that. We're not calling somebody else for that. We're just saying what we've been called to since 1982 is, hey, local church, you're already sending the students on the campus. Yep. What if, the greatest what if could be, what if we united those students with the idea that they could be the greatest influence on that campus yep. over the next 12 months or over the next four years, depending on how you look at it, yep. right? So now we're family because we're locking arms and we're saying, I'm for you and you're for us and all of our mess. Yeah. The other beauty of that is, and and I have some of these in Nashville, so I'll speak on it. Mm -hmm. There are moments where both the pastoral staff, as well as the staff, the people that are in the church that know we're family, there's interaction outside of the first priority dialogue, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Here's a for example. Uh, We have a great partner in town completely different denomination than I am, hmm. but we might as well be considered part of their church family. They Dutch They've just been great. Not they Dutch, Dutch reformed. reformed. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Can I just tell my story? Yes. <laughs> so that, that partner, they've been with us for, gosh, Brad, seven, eight years. Hmm. Long time, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm at lunch with my family the other day. It's a Saturday. Forgive me. It's a Sunday afternoon. It's post-church. Okay. Where McAllister's eating lunch. And a gentleman in a suit and his wife come walking up to the table. Well, Steve, how you doing? My family has no idea who this is, Yeah, but I know who it is. Yep. At his church, they call him the brother. Hmm. That's his nickname. Yeah. 
I see him twice a year. I see him at their missions conference and I see him somewhere randomly. Hmm. And he walks up and asks about the ministry, asks about our family, asks about what's going on on the campus next door to their church, and then finishes by handing a unsolicited donation to me and says, hey, will you put this in the bucket for the ministry the next time you go to the office? Wow. Yes. yes right. Will. But but what I feel is mm-hmm. with with Will's language is I feel like hey I'm I'm a member of that local church right yep. as the leader of the movement locally. Yep. He they they have adopted mm. our family. Wow. Adopted the ministry into what they do. Yep. And we have the same for them. We tell yep. their story. We partner with them. When something happens at the school, we're t- so the beautiful thing about the adoption part of it is the interaction grows. Yeah. I love it. A lot of ways yep. that you don't expect, because really what you're talking about is gospel and students. Correct. Right? Yeah. And you find out, oh, no, we're partnered. Yep. We're in this together. Yep. I love it. Is this the point where uh, the youth pastor starts calling you, um, the new youth pastor who gets hired and has to call you because they don't know what first priority is, but it's in their job description? <laughs> yes, we've had that many times. In fact, we've got, yeah, we've got a couple of those going on locally in Nashville right now. I'm not sure who you are or what you do, but yeah. this is in my job description, yeah. <laughs> and so we need to have lunch. Item number three. <laughs> exactly. After Sunday morning and Wednesday nights uh, is I've got to be on a campus with first priority. Yeah. Uh, what does that mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, you're exactly right. I love it. I love it. Yep. Is there anything we missed when you talk about church partnerships? You know, it reminds me of the four phases back in the day, because the reality is once you get to number four, Mm -hmm. you go right back to number one. You do. Right. You'll always be in process. You don't ever arrive in relationships. Well, and because, yeah, there's always the next new church leader in town. There's the next club that needs to get started. There's the next youth pastor inside the church that... Yeah. You had already built relationship with. Yep. You need to start over again. Go back and get connected. Yep. Cool. That's good. Connected, engaged, partnered, and adopted. Well done, Will Sherman. That's right. That's right. It's a good it's a good word for us today. It is. So any parting words for our listening audience? I don't. Thanks everybody for being a part. We'd love to hear your comments, see your comments, throw those up on the platform of your choice where you're listening or watching this. And if nothing else, just go to YouTube and see what Steve's son is commenting. Exactly. I need to go check that out. Every week. Love it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, Being part of the First Priority movement around the country. We are thankful for you. And we'll see you next week. Till then. 